Welcome to episode 71 of Come Back Log. This today is June 23rd. I'm your host, KCP. Ew. Oh, Fuck, dude. <laughs> Good friend, co host, Koyu G. Koyu, how are you doing today? You have like three voices for the intro, and you just <laughs> combined them all just now. <laughs> it was going to be all British, but yeah, now it's starting to get a little nerdy. Australian, nerdy. Yeah. But hey, how you doing? Got them all in there, all combined. I'm good. <laughs> I had blazing uh, wings today. I think blazing is a great, great wing flavor. It's hot. It's um. I think they they turned the flavor down a little bit because when I was in high school, man, it was good. But I, one of those things you did like I'm a badass. I'm eating fucking blazing wings. But now it's kind of like oh, these are actually a really good flavor for how hot they are. It's like the step before, before, um, um, there's like hot things that are just hot to be hot. Mm-hmm. Like you. Me. Oh, oh. that's gay. Um, <laughs> and then there's things that are hot, but also have a great flavor. And I feel like that's blazing, blazing sauce. I love blazing sauce. But you. when you shit, it like coats your asshole yeah. in acid. That's been a struggle today. I feel like I have a bowling ball. Every time you wipe, it's just like your your asshole. Like, a, what does a comedian say when he wipes his ass? It's like his butthole's a permanent marker. Just, I don't think I've heard this. Oh, it's such a funny. Because it's so true. It's one of those poops that's just a crayon. You're like a crayon turd shoves in your asshole. And every time you wipe, there's just more poop. And you think you got it cleaned up. And then there's just more. And it never stops. <laughs> but then think of that. But then it's acid. In my ass. Acid in my ass. Acid. Um, Renee's really turned on right now. I can tell. She's going to love that. Putting some of the, uh, the wet emojis in the, the comments. Yes. With the turd emoji, too. They go hand in hand, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you have that fucking thing up there. I can't shit. And probably, like, everyone in the house knows I'm shitting. Is this thing where you you pull the toilet paper off the toilet paper roll? It it just blasts music. Christmas music. It's Christmas time. That's what I want to think about. Is Christmas? <laughs> I mean, it's fucking July, or it's June. Christmas in July though. Uh, well, it's June, and I'm trying to shit, and I'm just thinking about Christmas music. And it just screams it, and it's every time you touch it too. Like you, <laughs> so I have to like. Trying to plan out, strategically plan out, make sure I get enough toilet paper <laughs> off there in the first time so that I don't have to go back to it. See, that's worth keeping up year-round. People have to strategize just to figure out how they want to wipe their butt. Yeah. It is real sensitive. Sometimes I'll shut the door and hear it because it feels the door shut and just starts going off. Are you serious? I'm not even slamming it or anything. I'll just shut it and go, like, oh, Jesus. I feel like I barely did it. <laughs> You should just switch them up. You're like an island music <laughs> one. I feel like I'm in an island. Then you always have like cinnamon toast crunch soap or something. There's always some. I hate cinnamon, and it's always. Do like, you? Yes. That's Ugh. one of my favorite scents and a very good flavor. It's a delicious flavor. Fake cinnamon smell is disgusting. I can't disagree more. <laughs> I hate even like you remember I don't see them much anymore. But you remember when all the stores had potpourri sections? Oh yeah, those were great. Gonna set that whole building on fire. I hated that. My mom used to do that. It was beautiful. I loved it. Oh god, potpourri is disgusting. <laughs> but so that's what it makes you think of. But yeah, your shit's always like some pastry, like pastry soap. Like when I wash my hands, I want to feel like this is a good, 
industrial strength. Got all the acid poop off my fingers. And up there, I just feel like I'm rubbing cake icing on my hands. I do. I feel like it's cake icing. Like, I'll get some of this cake icing here for Casey. Casey's cake icing in the soap pump. Is the name of the episode? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't. One of my favorite soaps is called, it's like, it's in a red container, and it's real gritty. It's like lava, pumice, or something. It's, like, used to get oil off your fingers for, like, mechanics. I think I know what you're talking about, and... You saying gritty for uh, something that goes on your hand sounds terrifying. Ooh, it's real gritty. There's like oh. sand in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I hate that. Ooh, I get oh, oh, You just feel like you're rubbing the whole skin, a whole layer of skin off. And I, I think just get you done. are. Boom. See, just now I smell pastry. It's amazing. I guess it's better than smelling like poop. <laughs> there was a kid, a uh, mentally challenged kid in school. He would uh, leave and clearly go take a poop. And he'd come back, and he just smelled like he did not. Like he like used his poop as lotion, and it came back, and never washed his hands, and everybody would be afraid to like they would freak out. Like he would come over and be like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And like, "Oh, don't touch my stuff." Um, I loved him though. His name was Brandon. I still talk to him today. I do. I still talk to him all the time. Love Brandon. <laughs> Um, he was texting me the other day <laughs> is because um, you have to live in a house he lives in a house well everyone clearly you live in a fucking house unless you're homeless but he lives in a house with AIDS it's <laughs> not that kind of AIDS but the, you know the the home health AIDS uh-huh. the, the AIDS you want um, well kinda I think the other day he was tired of them I think he would have probably rather had regular AIDS than like HIV AIDS then the AIDS because they like they'll stay at your house for like 12 hours or something and so the one would leave pop there and he's like okay I'm just gonna grab a root beer and the other the other AIDS like yeah just grab a root beer because he's out of pop and then the next day the lady comes in she's like someone took one of my root beers and like freaking out on him which is could you imagine caring that much <laughs> you're 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 a guest in these because there's probably like three or four guys who live there you're guests in their home it's a pop. It's a root beer. And Brandon is the nicest guy in the world. Once we got through middle school, he got much better about washing his hands. <laughs> After pooping. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Brandon, you know I love you. Um, but in sixth grade, in like 2004, 2005, you definitely used to not wash your hands after shitting. It smelled like poop. But, yeah, so the other day he texted me. He was, like, so pissed. He's like, I'm so fucking done. I'm I'm running away. I can't do this anymore. But, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking root beer. And that's your job. I mean, besides, you know, there's difficulties in the job. Yeah. But you're kind of just, you're hanging out with them. You go to, like, the fucking store together, and you're, you're pretty much hanging out. <laughs> Why do you give a shit about one root beer? <laughs> It's not like he's stealing it or something. It's in his fridge, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Brandon had a rough, rough life, too, man. He bounced around to foster care. and So. Pissed me off so bad. I sent him a, I sent him an Amazon, like, 
24 pack of root beer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was like, tell that bitch not to fucking touch it. That's brand. Put your name on every fucking can, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. That's what I've been up to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is already a great, great episode. I, can tell. <laughs> I was a little worried. I was a little. Worried. I usually can tell when I'm listening to way too much Tim Dillon. <laughs> I come over here. I'm like, it's gonna be weird. <laughs> I haven't. I've slept uh, maybe mm, ten hours in the last three days too. So we're why is that? It's just the, the puppy. And once you, once I'm up, I'm kind of up and working nights. You know. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, the puppy, uh, he shits and pisses so much, man. Does he wash his hands? <laughs> That's right. Oh, God, it, smell, it smells bad. Um, the puppy definitely beats, beats uh, my <laughs> high school friend. Probably shouldn't have said his name, but that's just his first name. There's a lot of Brandons. I like picturing you said the puppy beats your friend. I like picturing his puppy punching with paws and... Beating the shit out of him. That'd be a cool movie. It's like reverse, <laughs> reverse uh, John Wick. <laughs> the puppy's owner dies. And... Like, remember that uh, before you got all um, serious and I'm a horror director, thing has meaning. Remember that uh, Key and Peele movie with uh, the cat? Oh, yeah. Uh, shit, I know you're talking about. Is it Keanu? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Kind of like that, but with a puppy. That's funny, Keanu. Yeah, that's uh, Keanu Reeves. I was trying to think John of. Wick. Yep. Full well, circle. Full circle. That's full circle. Yes. Good band too. You like them? I'm not sure. You'd like. Them. Okay. I have uh, been up to a little bit this week, working as usual, and then somebody we've mentioned multiple times on things we shouldn't admit. Good old Danny Bazooka came up here. Me, him, and Pete that you talk about pretty often on here went to something called Modern Combat. And it so was. So that's the most Danny sounding thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was my idea and it was fucking awesome. But no, I definitely agree with that. It's uh, the 13th floor, which is a, um, a haunted house company, not just in Columbus. It's like a, I don't know about nationwide, but it's not the only one. But they turned it into it's kind of like it's kind of like House of House of the Dead in real life, which was fucking awesome for me. It was uh, my only complaints where I talked about how fucking awesome it was. It lasted probably fifteen minutes, and we paid like fifty dollars. Whoa! I knew it was gonna be not that $50. amount. Fifty dollars. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be something like that because I've been in haunted houses; they all are like that. You spend like thirty dollars, and you're, that's it. And uh, so it wasn't surprising, just disappointing. And then the only other complaints I had was there was an entire room full of spiders. They were fake, but I literally just ran through the room and just stared down. <laughs> I was just shooting. I just acted like I was shooting and just ran. Well, I did shoot, but I was just shooting. I had no idea if I hit anything just ran all the way through. And uh, then the other complaint was that it was kind of sweet. It was like a... A Halo assault rifle, it kept track of all your bullets and how many kills you had and how many times you died. But a lot of the things, it was cool because there was a ton of animatronics and the, uh, you would probably like that. Oh, I think you, yeah. 
I think you like all of this. I was bonjouring it there, but it was uh, not cheap either, so I don't blame you. But there is so much aesthetic stuff that was amazing. But I didn't know they were going to blend in the real life um, haunted house stuff. Uh-huh. So you'd see something, you'd go, oh, but then something would actually jump out and go, oh, shit, damn it. <laughs> Pistol whip them. Yeah, and haunted houses don't usually get me. I jump easily, but you can just usually see them coming. But I think it helped that you're distracted by trying to get these targets. So you're like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. And I was practicing my uh, my whip. I was doing the stupid melee I like to do in Halo and just hitting walls and being stupid with it because obviously it does absolutely nothing in that. Uh, one of the animatronics was a giant snake. Well, I thought it was animatronic. It came out. And uh, I was like, ah, good boy, and started petting it, and they yanked it back real fast. Somebody was controlling it. I was real pissed I touched it. <laughs> oh, my God. Please, I hope it was his arm. I hope it was a fucking <laughs> puppet. You're just petting him. But the, it was cool that they blended in real life. I didn't expect that. But the downside of it was they would have um, some of the real people would have targets on their head. Like, it was like laser tag where you would shoot the beam. That's how you'd kill them. But... A lot of it was just haunted house, and then there's like probably 30 things mixed in there that you could actually shoot. So a lot of time you're just walking through a haunted house holding a gun. Was it busy? Yeah, it was, but the nice thing is they only let you go in your group. Uh, it did, uh, <clears throat> it got to the point where we caught up with people, and it was definitely less fun. But for a minute, it was a cool part to meet up with because it'll tell you the next area you're going to. And I was like, the horde is coming. And I was like, oh, shit. And that's right when we met up with the other people. Anya! So then there was this zombie that jumped on top of this police car, and there's absolutely ridiculous music playing the whole time and so loud. That sounds so sick. But then it was perfect time, even though I didn't want to see anybody else, it was a perfect time to meet up with them because it was just like in a zombie movie, just randomly running into people and everybody's shooting. Oh, shit, shit. And there's (laughs) everything around you, and everybody's like bumping into each other and shooting. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It was a ton of fucking fun. I liked it so much that I bought a forty dollar hoodie after it. And nice. So, was the music like do 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 like speed rock or? Yeah, that or it was. Yeah, kind of like speed rock techno mixture. Going into it, you would have loved it. It was like the awful generic Blitz ninety nine seven music. It was so. It was terrible. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to this place. You know, Danny got way too into it. Yeah. Which would have made it so much better for me, too. Um, I can't remember exactly. I think Pete had 13 kills, but he died once. Me and Bazooka didn't die at all. I had eight kills, no deaths, and Bazooka, I think, had six kills, no deaths. But the weird thing is, you couldn't tell. I mean, you could look at your gun, but it was so dark, and the gun was lit up. But you didn't really want to take time looking at your gun when all this stuff was going on. So it was cool seeing her stats again, but I was like, I have no idea when I actually killed something. I don't know. Nobody had any idea how Pete died. I was like, that's a cool idea, but obviously not going to kill him. But I feel like it'd be cool to have like some kind of feedback or something to make it clear that he died. So it was a ton of fun. I was going to say I'd never pay for it again because it's so short, but if it came around and somebody wanted to try it again, I would do it. But other than that, I wouldn't because it was a fucking cool experience, but definitely overpriced. It was one and done thing, right? Yeah. And, yeah, if it was something that they made, like, full fledged and it was, like, last a, a half hour, hour or something, I'd be all about it. That was my biggest complaint, just. We walked down there, what do you guys think? And I thought somebody was messing with us. I knew it was going to be short, but I thought some idiot was, like, saying that, like, in the group ahead of us. And I was, wait, that's it? And then you're just fed into the gift shop. Like, Damn it. It's yeah. over. 
But it was, I've never done anything like it, so it was fucking awesome. And then after that, we went to uh, Steak and Shake together. And then we finished the night off by going to Pins. And uh, if you have me on Facebook, that's the reason my profile picture, picture of Mitch McConnell now. I had a bet. Pete bailed out. He wouldn't fucking bet with us. But me and Bazooka bet whoever won bowling. The other one had changed their picture to Mitch McConnell. I was really con- uh, confused because I felt like a, a Garrett move. <laughs> I was like, were you? And when I first saw it in a group chat, I thought Garrett changed this. Yeah, that would yeah, that'd be right in line, so I don't blame you. And uh, I just lost in bowling. And Pete won, so we would have both had to change ours, but he wouldn't commit to it. I Mitch McConnell is so ugly. <laughs> God. What a You're not wrong. <laughs> and then the only other thing I did this week was went to the crew game, the final game in Crew Stadium. They won two nothing, which is crazy because that's the uh, exact score they won by the first game ever in that stadium. Oh, so wow. I don't actually think it was scripted or anything. You know, I don't believe that stuff. But that seems like so now a movie is like too good to be true. And the game was uh, completely sold out. There's over twenty thousand people there. And the atmosphere is fucking crazy. I can't wait to see it in uh, the downtown arena or stadium, I guess I should say. How many How many people is the new one? The new one looks massive. It's the same amount. 20,000? Yeah, I mean, it might not be the exact number, but yeah, it's, it's so around 20,000. Um, but I can't What are they going to do with the old one? They're using it as a practice facility and then building a ton of community fields around it that anybody can go use. So. Oh. Yeah, I like that a lot. If I'm being honest, I would actually prefer them to stay at the old stadium. And just, I think it was outdated some things, but as I talked about with the uh, St. Louis Blues Arena, you can have something old and keep it modern at the same time. And I think that's exactly what they could have done with their stadium. And it was the first soccer-specific stadium in the entire country. So... That's why I would prefer, but at the same time, it is cool to have a new stadium and be right downtown, right across street, or right in the same street as the other stadiums we have. <laughs> so that's cool, but I am glad they at least aren't just doing like the uh, old Clipper Stadium here and a lot of teams, not just Columbus, do, where they just abandon it to get to the fresh new thing, and then the other thing just falls apart and disintegrates. So I'm glad that... They're still keeping it as something. I think that's a cool idea. I've never really seen anybody do something like that before. So we'll see how it actually turns out, but I think it's a good idea. They already have started that uh, process, though, at the crew game at the what is now the old stadium. They uh, added on a whole structure for the practice facility, and it was already on there. They're, and you can tell they're doing more construction stuff, so it's something that's like actually already happening. Cool. Not just like, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it uh, seems very scripted right now. They almost got sold, and they won a championship, <laughs> and then they win a game, their last game that's just like their first game. Mm-hmm. Um, how are they doing? They're doing really good there in uh, sixth place, which is good for the play- – or the I think the fourth spot. Sixth or fourth spot, either way, they're in a playoff position, and it would be higher. They just have played less games than every other team. So, well, in theory, should be higher. Well, I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for Columbus. Columbus! Uh, that's probably not even coming through now with the uh, noise brace on here. Yeah. That's sad. You weren't the only person with Snapchat feed. I saw a couple other people over there. 
Yeah, it was weird. Uh, a lot of people that either haven't seen a crew games or people that used to go to crew games were posting it. I was like, man, so many people were here and I had no idea. It was kind of cool. I don't know, it was a weird feeling seeing all that happening, but it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And that's why it gets me so excited for the new stadium and having all the energy and everything that, like you said, the team being saved and everything. I think it's about to be fucking nuts down there. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. I'm glad they're the same size, though. I was afraid it was bigger, and I was like, man, it looked kind of depressing. Because the game I went to looked kind of empty, for, and there were still a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, so is Rock of the Ranges completely done? Is that over? They rebranded into something else. I can't remember what they is called that it. The thing, but wasn't that already, someone told me it too, the reformatory, right? Oh, uh, no. They, it's at Cruise Stadium. They just oh. they changed the name and changed something else. Gotcha. I can't remember what it's called now. It wasn't a little weird the last year. It was like Stone Temple Pilots music. And then it was like down at the bottom, Rocket the Rangers. That might have been when they were trying to rebrand. That might have been why they did that. Because they knew they were going to do that. I don't know though you know i think it's a cool idea but you know for me like i would care about two of those bands there so i can never go to that yeah. i would be all about it i just uh the crowds that i see afterwards and yeah. the type of people and yeah no i feel you <clears throat> anything else random you want to talk about before we get into it uh sure uh i was leaving work and i had my laptop in my bag and my laptop's so big and flipped it around, fell right on the asphalt and broke it. Yeah. That's uh the one you've been trying to get updated at least though, right? Like yeah. Buy a new one. Yeah, it's ten years old. So I like I told people like, I broke my laptop. I'm like, oh shit. That sucks, man. How much was it? Or like where'd you get it? Or I've had it for ten years. So they're like, Oh, what? Fuck. No, that still sucks, but yeah, at least you're already planning on getting a new one. Yeah, I wasn't too mad about it either because there's a YouTuber I watch that um, has been looking for uh, kidneys or liver, liver donation. And it's like, he's had like four and they've all like not worked. And he's turned like solid orange. And at this point, his wife is just doing their videos because like, he can't, he's, un he's inubated or he's out of it and stuff. And so I was like, you see this guy <laughs> that's literally knocking on door, death's door, and he's already had four livers, which is insane if you get one. So I think he's, they're trying to give him another one. Um, definitely everyone should be an organ donor. But um, you ever hear people that's against organ donor? Are you against org organ donning? Donation? Donor? No, I didn't. I didn't do it at first. Just not because I'm against it. Thinking about that is... Um, it's not that I think that that shouldn't happen. I just don't even like thinking about that at all, just in general. Like, yeah. That's such a weird thought, but no, I ended up doing it. Yeah, I guess it's kind of just always been, when my grandpa died in 98, I remember they came back to us with a list of everything. This is where all of his stuff went. And they're like, two blind people see now because of your grandpa. So it was like, it was like, it was like part of the healing process. You're like, damn, that's sucks dick that he's dead, but. He's, like, still helping people. Yeah. So definitely should be an organ donor because I hate people are like, yeah, yeah, doctors see that. They see it on your ID, and then they actually kill you to get your organs. You shut the fuck up. But uh, Mike DeWine's doing a bunch of shit right now promoting organ donor, oh, is he? donorship, him and his wife, which for some reason they still call her first lady. 
Um, yeah, I think that's what all governors wisely called it, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird, but I thought it was what it was. You know how they usually take side pro- projects, the wives do? Mm-hmm. I think the organ donating thing is her thing, so it said first lady, and I was like, I've never heard of them refer to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so after watching, like, it was terrible. He looks like... <laughs> Like completely orange. Yeah. And I had an uncle that, uh, like a step uncle, uh, used to babysit me. He passed <laughs> away from that without needing a liver. And it it does weird shit to your skin. You ever seen it? It's like Oompa Loompa. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Whoa. So after seeing like that, you dropped your laptop, a 10 year old laptop. You're like, Who gives a fuck? This guy's over here, like, literally, like, he's like on YouTube. Hey, guys, what's up? And then now he's like, his wife's just like, yeah, he's sleeping right now. And so I, I couldn't give a fuck. You could have set my whole car on fire at that moment. You just need a, a laptop transplant now? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Asus, help me. <laughs> Everybody out there, make sure your uh, laptop trans, uh, <laughs> transplant uh, donor thing is up to date <laughs> on your ID. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good shirt. Lap- laptop transplant. And just have some ridiculous art for it. With a, like a scar on my stomach or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Makes sense. That's fair. Yep. So I've been looking around. And the thing is, too, is I plug it into a monitor. It still works. I can look at it on a monitor. Yeah. Um, so I've been looking around at some. Derek's helping me a lot. Um, Ryan's advice is just to spend. Make sure you spend money. Like, this is the thing you don't want to cheap out on. He said he did, and he regretted it. So I did find a really good one, but then Derek's like seeing all this crazy shit about his processor having issues. And I found a whole Reddit feed of people saying like what they did to make the laptop better. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Laptop broke. (laughs) My 10-year-old laptop. I can't believe you. Yep. Anything else? Uh, No, that's it. All right, just have a few things to talk about before we get to the normal show. I definitely did not get to watching how many shots happened and our predictions like that planned to this week. So I'm going to hopefully do that this week and talk about it next week. And then the Nintendo video I posted in the New York tour is somehow almost at 2,000 views. Nice. It's fucking crazy every time I see it. I can't believe it. Um, and then... Upvotes, still good? Yeah, 36 to 3. So no more nice. down votes and a few more up. I feel like those three are right at the beginning too. Yeah. And I uh, mean they don't down I gotta stop caring about those. I don't know why I always look at those. Oh, I'm curious, like I said, not that I think we actually made it, but like I said, if you never had any down votes, that's clear that the only people watching it are the people that care about you because more than likely people that care about you aren't gonna be douchebags like that. You ever so, seen, like, video? Like, take that guy, for example, the liver transplant guy. There's still, like, a bunch of downvotes on that. Like, who <laughs> the fuck is downvoting that? It's just boring content. <laughs> That's right, man. He didn't even, he wasn't, like, high energy or anything. <laughs> I mean, when you're on YouTube, you have a certain personality and energy level. Yeah, could you imagine that? Because he's like hooked up all his machines. He's got Oompa Loompa skin. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Dude! Don't forget to hit that smash and subscribe like button. And just hear beep, beep. All these pumps going off and his wife's crying in the corner. 
We got we're dropping a new t-shirt. It's called I'm Dead Pretty Soon. Give me a hundred thousand before I die. God damn it. This guy would think that's this is hilarious too, probably. Oh yeah, you know. You know my sense of humor, that's why I'm joking about not actually making fun of him or the situation. Oh yeah. Making fun of those idiot YouTubers that do that. And the only other thing I was gonna talk about random was I mentioned last week I'm gonna do another extra life stream on Friday, June twenty fifth at ten AM. Gonna finish well start and finish Bioshock two, however long that takes. So you wanna come hang out. Is that a long campaign? It's eleven hours, so decently long. And you know how I play it. I'm gonna try and I was thinking about maybe even it won't be as fun to watch, but give myself more reason to play and actually be into it. Maybe look up a guide or something and find the trophies I haven't or the achievements I haven't gotten yet and maybe get some of those along the way. So it might not be as fun to watch if I do that because I have to go through, follow my uh, audio guide tours and everything. But uh think about doing that. We'll see. Every but, time I drink Pepsi Blue, I think of the flavored tobacco. It tastes like hookah or something. That's nasty. I love it, though. Yeah. No. Like you took uh, some blueberries and put them in an ashtray or something and mixed it up. <laughs> You're eating that. <laughs> I just love them. That's terrible. So it'll be on here. If you're subscribed, I think it notifies you that I'm live and that'll be Friday. And then we can get into things we forgot about from the weeks before. Do you have anything? Um, No, I don't think so. Okay. Think about changing this to things from the weeks before, not uh, just forgot about, because I feel like a lot of times I want to talk about things from the week before, but I necessarily forget. Like this one, we're talking about Super Monkey Ball, and we're talking about Nintendo's Direct from E3. And I said I, they didn't say it was coming in consoles. Nintendo's obviously not going to say that, but usually like see the little logos or something. And I didn't see that, but I figured it would, and I saw xbox and playstation both confirm that the monkey ball collection is coming to both systems or all the systems nice so that'll get definitely give more motivation because there'll be achievements or trophies nice yeah but that's it for things from week before and then corrections question feedback do you have anything no i thought i had something but i can't remember what it was i know i missed multiple things i said i didn't track my week like i normally do with this so i try to get everything at the last minute but one I thing. thought last weekend, last week was a bad episode for me. Going back and listened. And there's a couple things I caught I was going to say. Oh, go for it. But I know I don't remember. <laughs> oh, you mean, okay. Um, I know I had more than this one, but I caught one. Feel, I, I listened back, I don't think it was that bad. I think just in the moment, I was, it was terrible. Probably because E3 was so hectic and so much to talk about. Yeah. I know I definitely... Did that more than once. I can only think of one, and it was when I was talking about, um, oh, my God, I should have put this in here. Now I'm blinking again. See, that's, I was telling Trevor, he's going to be on Pigskin Over Pizza. I don't know if I told you that. Whoa. Like, yeah, because Derek can't do this week, so Trevor's going to be on. And Whoa. He was asking for uh, help with, like, how he should get ready for whatever. And I was like, the main thing I would do is just put as many notes as you can because... It seems natural to come on here and talk, but I feel like I should take more notes. I don't want it to seem like I'm just like reading a script, uh-huh. but I feel like if I don't, there's things that when I'm talking, I just naturally say, but when you're on here, you just overthink stuff and like, oh God, I need, need to say the right things that I literally say stuff that I know is incorrect. Like one that I remember from an earlier podcast episode when we were talking about Alexander Hamilton, 
and I can't remember the exact same conversation, but I was like, what? And just like, my mind was just completely dumb. And Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. You were talking about him and I just went completely dumb with it. And there's just so many instances like that, or especially on the sports podcast, because like there'll be a game I watched and I could, if I was talking to you, I could tell you most of what happened in the game without having to look anything up. But I feel like when you're on a podcast and you know people are listening to it, you don't want to sound like you're just like, um, and then uh, there was, like, we would if we're talking to each other. So I feel like I almost had to do more notes, but I just don't want to look like I'm just, like, reading off a script and have no idea what that I need a script to talk like uh, Joe Biden or something, you know? Yeah, or it could it could go the other way, too, where it's like me, I forget I'm on a podcast and I'm talking about my... My friends poop fingers in middle school. <laughs> Let's be honest, middle school we were all we all did nasty <laughs> shit. Um, but or you know YouTubers having liver problems and so I feel like you we probably should be somewhere in the middle, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm too hard on myself, but yeah, at the same time, I know there's things that if I was talking to you. I would never say because I'm just naturally naturally have a conversation with you. I'm not like is somebody listening, so I don't want to like talk slow or have a ton of uh or because I know when I'm talking to you, you don't care about me talking like that. But I know listen to a podcast, my like, oh my god, it's so annoying, and people can't help it. That's how people talk. But I don't know. It's just I hate when I'm like oh my god, I can't believe I said those ten things that <laughs> I knew I knew, and for some reason I'm on a podcast, so I just turn into an idiot. I'm excited for this Trevor episode, though. So excited. <laughs> is he a Bengals fan? Yeah. Is he? He's not. Football isn't his favorite sport, but that's his team. So I'm sure you guys talk a lot about baseball. Oh, uh, yeah. He's going to go on and on about baseball. Oh, yeah. Big baseball guy. The one thing I did actually remember, though, and this more reason again why I take notes because I can only remember one, was when we were talking about Outer Worlds 2, and I was talking about how it was funny that that was going to be a Series X exclusive or a Series exclusive could be on S as well. And you're like, well, yeah, but isn't, um, what was the game? Enlisted? Enlisted, yep. Because I was talking about how that would be funny because that would be before PlayStation even did it. And you mentioned that game. And I bet there's, I said at the time, there probably is a handful of like games that are smaller than that that are exclusive. But I did say, I think this is like the first big one. But I don't know how I was completely forgetting the new Ratchet and Clank on PS5, so they literally beat him to it, and with a, a way bigger game for sure. And I've talked about Ratchet and Clank on here multiple times, and that's the kind of stuff I'm saying. I know that, but when I'm talking, I just start talking fast. And I gotta look back and think about that because I, yeah, Enlisted I think is an Xbox exclusive. Well, PC and Xbox. I know it's not on PlayStation. Yeah, I know at the time it definitely wasn't on the the last gen Xbox, so. It is true. But that's all I had. And then we had an email from James, and it was a good question. So, James, I'm sorry, but we're going to wait till next week so I have more time to think about it so we don't rush it. But I know you're talking about how you wanted to share yours, so you're welcome to do it in the comments on this episode, or if you want to wait until we talk about it next week, you can. But if anybody has any questions, questions, or feedback, you can send to currentbacklawyers at gmail.com. Anyone get into the news, buddy? Sure. It was a great question, James. Always coming in with some winners. I don't know how you uh, <laughs> you do it. You know, uh, this a few days ago was uh, 10 years since Ryan Dunn died. I saw when you posted that. I couldn't fucking believe that. But 
That is fucking crazy. Oops. Oh, I opened my gallery. Go here. Oh, I, I I don't think I forgot to mention too. I think last episode I was talking about possibly getting a new dog, but yeah, we decided to get. Oh yeah, I don't think you did confirm that on here. Yep. So the dog, another <laughs> dog. Um, news from Poly. Let me make sure this is. For some reason, news always takes six years to update on here. It's <laughs> like stuff from three weeks ago. From IGN, time to packs your bags. PAX West is set to return as an in-person event this September after it was canceled last year and replaced by a nine-day digital-only event. PAX West and numerous other conventions were canceled last year as a result of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. But in the light of available vac vaccinations, PAX West is ready for a return. The convention will take place from September 3rd through September 6th in Seattle at the Washington State Convention Center this year. I think there was a tighter way to say that last sentence. <laughs> Let me reread this last sentence, just so everybody knows. <clears throat> this is all one sentence, by the way. PAX West and numerous other conventions were canceled last year as a result of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. But in the light of available vaccinations, PAX West is ready for a return. Oh, sorry, this, this, okay, that was the end of a sentence. This is the new sentence. The convention will take place from September 3rd through September 6th in Seattle at the Washington State Convention Center this year. Um, since the last major North American on-location gaming event, PAX East 2020, Reed Pop and Penny Arcade have canceled six consecutive in-person shows, pri prioritizing the health of the PAX community. The press release reads, show organizers, <coughs> organizers, organ, show organizers are working with venue officials, local governments, and health authorities to determine the event's capacity, which will be reduced and ensure a safe setting. I'd be excited to go to PAX to reduce. Uh, yeah, that's why I was thinking about me at uh, the first PAX I went to, PAX East, the first one ever. PAX says, detailed health and safety guidelines will be released in the Lead up to the year's convention, four-day badges for PAX West 2021 will cost 230 and individual badges for the convention's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday presents will cost 60 each. There's not yet an official date for when badges will go on sale, but PAX says they'll go on sale in the next two weeks. Journalists, YouTubers, and streamers will be able to apply for badges to PAX West later this month, according to the press release. PAX Online East, the digital event replacing the canceled PAX East, will run ahead of that over July 15th to the 18th. Optional tickets for that are available now for $15 each, although basic access to the event itself is free. Yeah, I'm super excited that PAX is coming back. I thought it would, but I know a lot of people are questioning if it would ever come back again. Oh, yeah, we definitely. I never thought that. Yeah. I... I'm not going to go with this one. Obviously, I wish I could, especially that was the first thing I noticed, too, the reduced capacity, which I feel like probably bums a lot of people out because, like, the spectacle of it. But I always said the first year I went, it wasn't like there a slim amount of people. There was still plenty of people. It just didn't feel overly crowded. So What year was that? Oh, shit. See, that's something that I normally know. Um, 2010? 
It'd be no. fun to go back on YouTube so you can find videos of it. I don't feel like it was that long ago. Let me look. But the first year. PAX East. Oh my god. Brought PAX West said 2004. That's not accurate. So try this. Jesus Christ. Jason Bourne. Oh, look at that. You're right. 2010. I was there and I couldn't get the year right. I can't believe it was that long ago. That's why I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's disgusting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, maybe we should go look up uh, YouTube videos. It'd be interesting to see how different it looks. Yeah, it was in a different um, uh, convention center the first year, too, which I like that convention center more. There's a lot less space is why they changed it. But it was also way more centered in downtown because... I mean, we're downtown when we go to the new one or the current one, but it's a bit of a walk to get anything, as you know. We would walk outside and you just literally be like in the center of downtown. It was so awesome. And especially that was the first time I've ever been in Boston in general. So it was so cool walking outside and just being in the downtown with all the skyline and everything. I, my only complaint with PAX <clears throat> now is how giant it's gotten. I love that it's bigger because you get bigger games and names and everything there, which is cool. So the first year I went, I think the biggest thing was probably uh, Crackdown 2, which I loved. But you see the games that are there now. Crackdown 2 would be like probably like 15th on the list maybe. So it's cool seeing what it turned into. But yeah, that's my only complaint is that it's been so massive that I feel like it's taken away a lot of what made PAX cool. And I get it because it's a business. But they're making so much money. You don't need to have that many people to be profitable. I think I'm sure be, the vendors pay a lot of money too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, I know they had to pay to rent out the uh, convention center. It's not like it's all free, but they're you know they're fucking making bank on it. And I've never been to Seattle or PAX West. I think it'd be a lot of fun to go to that, but I know I can't this year. I just hope that uh, the reduced thing stays there a little longer, or at least till PAX East, hopefully. So that'd be the. It'd be really cool for you guys to see it like that. Yeah. We'll see what happens, though. And it's crazy that tickets are 230 now. I know it's four days, so it makes sense. But so we were seeing that price. I can't remember what I paid, but it was fucking minimal compared to that. Even when we go, it's a good amount cheaper than that, I feel like. Like it was like 170 or something, if I remember right. And uh, I think tickets are going to sell out real fucking fast. I know that everybody liked to act like they would worry and never do anything again. And these kind of things will never come back. But as we can see, with going talking about the last crew game, it didn't stop more than 20,000 people from selling it out or any big occasion now. Yeah. Was the so, crew stadium sold out? Yeah. Nice. It was um, completely sold out. They had standing room only tickets and everything. It was fucking awesome. So the reduced thing is cool, but I think it's, if I wanted to go, I think it'd be so annoying. It'd kind of be like we talked about twin pilot tickets. I feel like it'd almost be kill the excitement from just having to deal with that shit and be like, oh my God, do I even get tickets? Especially if you're trying to like go with a group of friends and plan that shit out. Yeah. So I guess it has pros and cons. The next news story is from The Gamer. What a generic website name. That's why I didn't put a headline for that one. <laughs> That's just so the funny. The Gamer. <laughs> a new trademark has been filed by Sony for PlayStation Experience amidst rumors of presentation happening early July. The trademark was spotted by Tech Game Box before being shared. <laughs> what is this name? Tech Game Box. 
yeah generic i almost didn't put in there because it seems so fake but the things they're talking about are and they showed had screenshots i didn't put in there obviously oh, of, jesus christ of course there's a redditor name <laughs> right after this but yeah all the trademarks and everything those are just legally true that's the only reason i put in here so it's not like something just trying to get clickbait the trademark was spotted by Tech Game Box before being shared by Redditor X E Fear. Oh, that's so corny. Uh, <laughs> who posted their findings on what the hell? This is a, must be a website. So the Redditor, you know, the famous Redditor X E Fear, <laughs> uh, who posted their findings on gaming leaks and rumors. This is all one word. Within the post, they shared their trademark application whilst bringing attention to the previous rumors about presentation um, happening in early July. The trademark itself looks legit, legitimate and says that it is for the PSX, which was the name used for PlayStation Experience as well as the purpose is for organizing, promoting, and conducting exhibitions and conferences for commercial purposes. Other parts of the trademark draw attention to PSX being entertainment service, namely live performance featuring video game playing and news, which certainly sounds like PlayStation experience of the past. For those of you having trouble remembering PlayStation experience, that's probably a fair reaction, considering the last one happening in 2017, before seemingly being ditched by Sony altogether, the presentation was essentially like a Sony-centric E3 show. That's 2017, really? Yep. Uh, with announcements of big games and updates to already know, known ones, it was pretty equal to some of Sony's E3 conferences in terms of announcements, but has been completely <coughs> missing for the past few years. I thought it was weird that I found this right after I found the PAX one. I was like, that's just too perfect. Got to put it right after. I never got to go to PSX. I would love to. I think it's such a cool idea and just being focused completely on PlayStation. I'm jealous that Xbox never did because I like all of them, but I definitely like Xbox more. And that seems like more of an Xbox thing. It's kind of shocking they didn't do it. They did have something I absolutely regret not going to, that Halo festival they did a couple years ago. And I was, Chicago? Yep. They did in a few places, but Chicago is closest. So that's where I wanted to go. And I don't know why I didn't have regret it ever since I should have went. But it's weird. It's especially weird because fucking Microsoft offshoot had their own festival, but my or Xbox hasn't had their own. But I always wanted to go PSX. I don't... The trademark is true, and I'm sure it's because they want to have it locked up if they do want to bring it back. But I don't think that's accurate that it's in July. I don't think they could fucking plan and market something that fast. I'm guessing that it's getting convoluted. I feel like their E3 press conference is probably in quotations because they're also not part of E3. But I feel like that's probably what's going to be in July, especially because I was going to talk about this in a minute. But um, EA Play is going to do their press conference in July as well. Trying to figure out the date here. And there is. Had it saved. Of course, I lost it. EA Play. I'll find it here in a second, but I think it makes sense that PlayStation would go around the same time, and I can't imagine they'd wait much longer with the holiday coming up. I don't know when they would have their press conference. So I feel like there's no way that they're doing something like PSX where there's so much organization and marketing and trying to sell tickets 
that fast. I feel like they're getting things mixed up, but I feel like the trademark is because eventually they want to bring it back. And if they're not doing a festival like they used to, like PAX or E3, I feel like they're making a big mistake calling anything PlayStation experience because I feel like anybody that was like dying to go to that and like we are with PAX is going to be super pissed to have anything called PlayStation experience that isn't that now. Yeah. And I feel like that's definitely would be on them. That would be very misleading. It's uh, July 22nd for EA Play. So it makes sense that PlayStation will be around then. I know people are rumoring that it is going to be PSX and it will be in person. And that this is where they finally show the full unveiling of the Harry Potter games. So I think all of it doesn't make much sense. I don't think. Then everybody watching gets a million dollars. Yeah. And Harry Potter seems like an odd one to leak out because it's not even a PlayStation game and doesn't seem like it'd be any kind of exclusivity for PlayStation or anything. So I think the trademark is real. I think the potential PlayStation experience coming back is real, but I don't think that's in July or maybe even anytime soon. All right. Of course, you know, I want to see it come back. I would like to be back in a movie theater as well. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. That's, uh, I guess I'm glad you said that. That's one thing that I guess I want PlayStation Experience to come back, but if it does, I feel like that's more unlikely that they'll come back to E3 if they're going to have their own. I know as a side thing, they used to come to E3 because that ended in 2017. That's when they were still part of E3. But I feel like them already being away for E3 multiple years and then bringing their own festival, I feel like that makes it more and more unlikely that they would come back to E3 at all. Yeah. So I guess that'd be one downside. Next story is from Engadget. It's that time again. It's a wrap of the... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what that meant. More Borderlands movie stuff. I'm going to have such Borderlands movie fatigue once this fucking comes out. I didn't add this one at all for you, so thought you'd like it. It's a wrap for the Borderlands movie production. Now that the cast and crew are done... You sure you don't want to announce some more characters? Uh, with principal photography, to celebrate the event, Gearbox and Lionsgate have released our first clear look at the movie's version of the franchise's... Uh, Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> to celebrate the event, Gearbox and Lionsgate have released our first clear look at the movie's version of the franchise's sassy, mouthy <laughs> robot claptrap. <laughs> They've only shown us images with silhouettes of characters before, before this, but now we have a high-res photo of Claptrap with a clapper board announcing that the filming is done. Wow. Did the minions come out too and make out? And, um, uh, in the movies based on Gearbox's first-person shooter franchise, Kate Blanchett plays Lilith, a treasure hunter who returns to her home planet to Pandora to find missing daughter of Atlas. Could you get more generic? Of Atlas. Described it the universe's most powerful SOB. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I think it's already dated. <laughs> it's not even out, and it already feels like it's ten years old. Um, little quirky, like little names, and they're cussing just a little bit. She teams up with Roland, with Kevin Hart, <laughs> who was once a highly respected actor. Oh shit, soldier. Sorry, soldier. <laughs> A highly respected soldier, preteen demolitionist, Tiny Tina, Ariana 
Greenblatt and her muscle-bound protector Krieg. Florian <laughs> Montanay is that the the he slash him the Star Wars guy? Is he in this? Um, who's that? Uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, I don't think he's in it. Okay. Well, no, that's sure. I think everybody's in this. I was gonna say it's definitely not his name. His name. Is- uh, Pedro Pascal, so I'm not sure yeah. who that is. Okay. Uh, Florian Martin, Martinet. It sounds like a a bad guy in like a 17th century novel or something. Uh, Tannis, which is Jamie Lee Curtis, the scientist in Claptrap, Jack Black, uh, and the, the sassy rope. What the hell? Okay, let me reread this. Uh, Tannis, Jamie Lee Curtis, the scientist in Claptrap, Jack Black, that's a hard one to say. That's what threw me for a loop there. <laughs> Claptrap Jack Black. It's like a rap name. The sassy robot Claptrap Jack Black. The sassy robot Jab Jab Jabby Jab. These unlikely heroes must battle alien <laughs> monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to unimaginable power. Wow. That's fucking cutting edge for <laughs> 1978. Uh, Lion Gates uh, has announced that the hostile director and Inglorious Bastard star Eli Roth will direct the Borderlands movie adaptation in early 2020. The project has been in development since 2015, but production didn't officially start until late last year. So that makes a little bit of sense why it's so outdated. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can't wait for that sassy robot. Yeah, he's really funny, I think, actually, but I never thought or heard him described as sassy. I don't know what the hell that article's fascination with calling him sassy was about. Um, that could have all been summarized in a screenshot. I almost just left that as one of the screenshots. I have a couple like I normally do. But I wanted you to read more Borderlands because I know you love it. And I think it's funny that we had a running joke about every time they added a new character or a new um, actor to play a character... They, for some reason, thought it was necessary to recap every a- other actor they've done before. And this one oh, wasn't yeah. announcing it, but they still managed to do it. They're like, Jack Black, or like, Claptrap, Claptrap, Jack Black. And they just said every actor after every character, so they still did it without even doing it at the end. They just managed to slide it in there. You even had a hard time saying that. Oh, I know. Jack Black, Claptrap. That was sounds like some sick disease. <laughs> Yeah, Some so. pirate disease. So, I hope we get more Borderlands movie news soon. I don't think we've had enough recently. I know Ryan's a big fan of it. You got anything to add? No. Okay. I just have a few things to talk about. The Space Jam game that we talked about in here probably a couple months ago now. I was really excited for it because I thought this was a perfect fit for a video game. I was a little worried how fast they announced it, but it seemed like it'd be like a a low budget game, so I thought I had a chance of being good. What do you expect a Space Jam game to be? Well, now that you've prefaced like that, I would expect like an NBA Jam style. Yeah, that's why I was, I was going to say NBA Street because that's why I play more, but both similar games. No, it's uh appears to be a side scrolling beat 'em up like. Ninja oh. Turtles or Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. You know what, how much shit they could have done with that. Uh huh. And the the more I hear about this movie, the less I 
think this is going to be anything. It looks like it could be fun. It's coming to Game Pass Day 1, so that helps because you don't have to pay any money for it. But even if it's a fun side-scrolling beat-em-up or even if it's a really good one, yeah, what a missed opportunity and great for this. Such a layup to do bring back NBA Street or NBA Jam-style basketball games because right now all we have is simulation games unless it's like real low-budget basketball game. So it's good we're getting it essentially for free, having Game Pass, but definitely a bit of a letdown for what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's a... It'd be good to do like a nostalgia thing too, like with NBA Jam, make it look vintage or something. Yeah. Or retro, sorry, no vintage, retro. Um, which I feel like they're not playing on any sort of nostalgia with a new Space Jam. I, I feel like everybody's, I'm wearing a, a, a shirt that perfectly summarize, summarizes that culture of uh, of that style. And I feel like they're not doing it with Space Jam at all. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder if they even talk about the original movie at all. Yeah, people are keep talking about, I think maybe you did, I don't know, maybe Derek. Somebody's talking about wondering if Michael Jordan will have a cameo. I was like, I don't think so. I think him and LeBron say like they respect each other or whatever, but I feel like on the inside they obviously aren't too fond of each other. Really? Like, I don't seem like I feel like I never really actually like hear him. Maybe Michael Jordan, he's so competitive, but that's why LeBron has that number, though. Mm, I just feel like I never... Well, I've never seen them together, which I think is odd for somebody like that. I feel like they would, like try and get interviews with them. But when do you really see Jordan anywhere, though? I saw him today on Instagram. He, uh, oh, did you? Yeah, weird enough, right? Because I never see him anywhere. But I was scrolling on Instagram, and um, somebody said, "When you see Michael Jordan," and he was just on a boat, and they passed by. Yo, Michael! And he turned. He had this loud ass music. He turned down. Well, what's up, bro? And really? Was, yeah. I always felt like meeting him would be, I don't know, he seems like a very reserved guy, but I feel like it would not be that smooth. Yeah, I uh, especially how loud the music was, and they are all just, it would say something out like a rap video or something, and these were just random people going by, they're like, oh shit, is that him? And they're reacting. I was like, he's not going to fucking give two shits, and mm-hmm. yeah, I turned the music down just to talk to him. That's awesome. That's surprising. Can you slow down, or? He was parked, and they were going by. They didn't seem to slow down. They just talked to him as they were passing. Wow. I definitely would have, like, you're stopping this boat right now. <laughs> For sure. No, I'm with you. Um, I respect him a lot. Uh, as time goes on, kind of reversing for me. Big LeBron fan. I still love him. But I'm losing a lot of <laughs> respect for him. No, I hear you hear you. the trade rumors? No. Is it... You know how rumors are. But yeah. That he's trying to get out of there. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't once you go to Cleveland, taking his talents to I, Northeast Ohio? I think it'd be really cool for him to go to Denver, get them a championship, and I feel like they need some leadership. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe win one more as a Laker, go to Denver, win one, come back to Cleveland, <clears throat> retire. I feel you. That way, too, he could be the only NBA player to get a championship with four different teams. And they think that's what he's going to try to do. Since he can't really get a little too old to surpass Jordan in the yeah. rings. That, and it'd be two on the uh, west, two on the east. Look at so. that. Next thing I had was, maybe you could talk more about this. 
So it looked really cool, but I don't really know what this means. Sonic DLC coming to Minecraft. Did you see this? No. Because the trailer makes it... It looks really fucking cool. It's like Sonic, but in uh, Minecraft-style graphics. And it makes it look like a regular Sonic game, like the side-scrolling, and then they mix in like the newer Sonic games where like going forward. But I don't know if they're just doing that to show off what it looks like. Because I feel like that's complete opposite of what a Minecraft game is. I feel like it's all about like building and resources and everything, not getting to the end of the level. There's been a lot of crossovers, but it's usually just skins. Yeah. Maybe it is just marketing. I kind of hope not, because you know I don't care about Minecraft, but this looked really fucking cool. I did fucking hate this. On I saw this on Sonic's official Facebook page, and you want to hear what they put in here for the trailer? What's that? The headline, uh, before you click on the trailer, says, It's Sonic's turn to be yeeted into Minecraft. Oh, no. Uh, what the fuck is happening? Uh, yeah, it looks like these are just skins. Oh, okay. But it's like, a, well, no, they're showing like some shit here, so maybe there might be like a little... This is available now. Minecraft Sonic the Hedgehog. So it looks like they might have added uh, some animals. The skins aren't like your traditional skins that you're thinking of when you think of Minecraft. It actually looks like them. Um, maybe they added some different types of blocks. Yeah, yeah, it looks like there's a whole room of stuff. Maybe a plane? Okay, I'll check this out. Yeah, usually when people are like, oh, do you hear about this? And I was like, probably just some skins or something. That's... I don't even play Minecraft, but yeah, I know that's normal what it is. That's why it's kind of kind of caught my attention that it appeared a lot more like that. If it is, even if it is what you're talking about, where it's more assets and stuff, I feel like that trailer is a little misleading, but maybe they're just trying to catch people's attention. Like, oh my god, it looks, it's Sonic, but it looks like Minecraft, and but maybe it's not actual, like, no real levels in there. If it was, that'd get me to play. It looked really cool. It looks like you go in creative mode and make your own level. Yeah. Yeah, that... I'm sure you could do that. That's just, that's exactly why I don't play Minecraft, so I wouldn't do that. But I love if they had, like, a campaign in there, but that's why I was so surprised, because I feel like that's so opposite of what Minecraft is, so I get why they wouldn't. That's why I thought it was odd that it appeared to be that way. Um, no, man, it looks like there's some levels at Green Hill. Yeah. I'm watching a YouTuber play it right now. It looks like you're still moving around the Minecraft, but it's actual levels. It's not like you would traditionally see. It looks like you get some assets and maybe like a little story. Okay. Are you going to come over to the dark side? Uh, we'll see. Is that even on Game Pass? Uh, I'm guessing this is a PC-only DLC right now. Oh, really? I would guess. Just because uh, each one is different. Console version is a different company. They're always delayed. Well, actually, I think I saw Nintendo sharing this as well. So I don't think they oh, would. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty sure I saw them share it. So I don't think they would if it was PC only. Not positive about that part, though. Seven ninety nine for the DLC uh, across all available platforms. Oh. You gain access to 24 new skins and a Sonic the Hedgehog world. Okay. So that makes sense. So you do none of these assets come over into the, the actual game. Um, several deep cuts for the most dedicated fans. Some of the skins aren't purely cosmetic either. Yeah, so they some of them 
look like the actual characters too. Yeah, premium assets. Was it only available in creative mode? Also get creative with the Sonic Minecraft. So maybe it's only creative. Because some of these would be perfect, like thinking about like hitting a block and you run faster. Yeah. Um seven and n that's not bad. It's crazy thing about I'm gonna talk about console wars later. I've been well, I was gonna say reading it, listening to it. But it's weird thinking about seeing Nintendo share that. They're sharing a Sonic game or a Sega game being Sonic and that is coming to a Xbox owned game or a Microsoft owned game. Oh, this is so <laughs> weird. Yeah, I didn't think of that 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 deep. Yeah. It's fucking weird to think about, especially Xbox listening game. to that at the time. But I think that's all I had for news if you want to get into media pickups. Yeah, I have some, but I was gonna hold over till um next episode oh, for all I, of them okay. yeah i got oh i got most of them today gotcha i think there's one that i did not get today okay i actually have something um sounds like i'm about to make like a big toast or something but i just usually don't have them i bought a I, baby <laughs> i kind of did it would be my baby it's a, a fire hd tablet which i know that's not the highest tier tablets people usually make fun of them but it was only a hundred and that was uh, ninety dollars off on the prime day and i'm not going to use it for a ton i have pcs so i can use that but i thought it'd be perfect for um streaming or x cloud i thought it'd be perfect for that because the phone is fun to use and i like using the um the razor thing on it make kind of like a a switch but i really want to play a game like i said like a story-based game or something i feel like the phone's kind of hard to do so i feel like perfect middle ground is a tablet obviously if I'm here, the screen, the TV's the perfect, the actual perfect example. But like traveling, I obviously can't take my whole TV. I don't want to take the whole system or anything. And I have my phone always, but it's a little smaller. So I think the tablet is a perfect mixture of that to be able to take it with me and still have a decently sized screen. And it was 90 bucks off. It's, uh, the model came out this year. And I watched some reviews of it there saying, I got one that was a little more expensive. They had a one that was only like $60, but this one had a lot more RAM in it and all the shit that they said that would make Game Pass work a lot better. So I went for it. The only tablet I've ever had was a, a Windows 8 tablet, Windows 9 tablet, and it was uh, hard to use, just like a lot of the Windows products at that time. A dark time for Windows. Yeah. <laughs> That was when I was all, you know, I was all in on the Windows phone and everything. And it sits there, and I'm like, man, I want to be able to use a tablet. But that's, like, fucking unusable, so I just leave it sitting there. So I finally just went for it. I was going to get an iPad because I prefer that, and I feel like I'd actually use it for a lot more stuff. I feel like this is mainly going to be for um, xCloud. But for one, iPad's obviously far more expensive. And then... I said my main reason is for xCloud, and you can get it on iOS, but that's another issue with my phone is that it's uh, there's no app for it. You just use the website. So I'd really rather have it built in or essentially built into it. So I went for that. It's supposed to be getting here Monday. We'll see. I'll tell you what I think of it. We did some Prime Day stuff too, just some Fire Sticks TVs. Oh, okay. 
Amazon guy looked like he's gonna shoot himself. I think everybody. I was went out there. He parked in front of my house. I was just walking to each of my neighbor's house. I think we all had several boxes in front of our houses. It's like the South Park episode of um, Amazon. Yeah. God, I just that that song that plays in the yeah. warehouse. I forget what the words are. I can't remember. I have to look it up. And the only other thing I got, I actually bought it for Danielle. She's going to pay it back. But I saw Ring Fit. She's been wanting it. And I saw one at Walmart that was only $40 because it had been opened. But I was like, I feel like unless you, like, crack that or something, it's going to be pretty, all of it's still going to work just fine. Mm-hmm. They're just probably not. It was said it's been discounted since the first day of June. I can't believe nobody came in and bought it for $40. The package was a little messed up, but that's it. And I opened it and everything was in there. So I, it retails at seventy. And I've seen never seen it cheaper than sixty five. So I'm yeah, like, can't believe nobody has gotten this yet. And that's cheaper than eBay, I'm sure. Yeah, and I told you I was curious about trying. And I know I think it was last direct, like not the most recent one, but the one before. They had some cool free uh, update coming to it, which would obviously be out by now. So curious to try it myself as well. And then we can get into uh, what have you been playing? What have you been playing, buddy? Uh, just some more Scott Pilgrim, okay, uh, and Cock of Duty. Um, but that's it. You still liking Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, man, I'm actually liking it a little bit more. I feel like that first boss is like crazy difficult, but um, kind of want to go back through and play as uh, Knives. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't finish it, did you? No. You said go back through. Okay. I look at the achievements. It's uh. Easy to tell there's that uh, yeah. Game Plus or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, man, even like the knockoff Ring Pluses are um, $40. And the bidding, you want to start your bidding kind of <coughs> low on eBay, and mm-hmm. the bidding's even starting at 30 bucks plus shipping. That's a really fucking good deal. You yeah. see it again. Okay. Yeah, That's I think we just got lucky because the package is a little beat up, so I think... People are probably saying, oh, I'm not going to trust this, but everything looks completely fine when you open it. So here's one that's exactly what you described. Open box, which is listed as new other, $55. So yeah. Even like, uh, I'm seeing some here like bidding are like 45 46 That's people like sniping them. So yeah, that's a really good deal. Cool. I actually haven't been playing a whole lot this week either. Played some more Knockout City and then some uh, Master Chief collection. That's all I play this week. Um, didn't do a whole lot this week. Kind of just been crazy. So hopefully this coming week will be different. But uh, what have you been watching? Um, a lot actually. Okay. Let me pull up my notes here. I've only been watching a few things. I'm slacking all around. Get off of this one. <coughs> this is what I want. Yes, um, I watched. I finished Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay, it's good. I really like that movie. Um, a little quirky, but I think they were trying to be. Um, then I watched uh, Bo Burnham's Inside, which I was excited for. I really like him. Um, It just really annoyed me. It's like a whole thing where he's like inside his house filming and he just sings, which I think is a great singer and makes some great songs, but 
it was just a lot of white guilt shit. You could just literally be like, we've been stuck inside all this time, COVID. And this is literally a quote from him. White men have been in control for 400 years, so maybe we should just shut up. And just, boom, right after. I was like, okay, ha, ha okay, next one. <laughs> boom. White men are actually kind of stupid <laughs> and probably all should die. Okay. We've been stuck inside. Like you could tell he tried to make it look like he filmed this in his apartment, which is probably true. But there's no way it was just him filming this and oh, he just made this during COVID. So I didn't like that. Uh next one I watched was uh Hillbilly Eulogies, I think how you say it. Hillbilly Eulogy came out last year. Um It was good. Uh it's free on Netflix, I believe. It's uh, Ron Howard and uh, uh, Hans Zimmer. Um, and it's a guy that here in Ohio in Circleville. That's what I thought. That's what I knew that face and was looking it up. I felt like I heard my mom talk about this and it was Ohio. Yeah, yeah, you would like it. You should check it out. Um, basically, he has a shitty, shitty white trash <laughs> life growing up. His grandma busts her, busts her ass to get over to Circleville or something. Um <sighs> And it's just about his mom being a heroin addict and eventually goes to OSU and then he goes to Yale and comes a success story. It was kind of weird because the commercials, everything presenting it, even the Netflix photos, the trailers, everything was his mom and grandma. I think the movie's about them. Watch it. It's really about him. Granted, he might have said, hey, I want to do this for my grandma and my mom. But it almost felt my paranoid mind was like, they're doing this on purpose. Because everything now is like a minority or a white woman or a, a woman downtrodden, trying so hard. But the white man, the stupid white man that had been charged for 400 years need to shut up. Um, really, really good, though, in case you check it out. Okay. It's a wholesome, but there's not a lot of woke shit in it, so which is really rare. It almost feels like a good Hallmark movie. It's corny, but it's a good Hallmark movie. In the ending, they do like a pictures and videos from when he was growing up um but yeah Ohio and it sounds like uh free too it's on Netflix yeah but I bet uh Daniel would really like it too cute little story okay I love the grandma too she reminds me a lot of my grandma just because my grandma also came from Kentucky when she was like 16 and came to Ohio for a better life or whatever it's like damn it's hitting at home then I watched this uh, terrible documentary on HBO called Our Towns, <laughs> which was based on a book written by this couple that lived in China for 10 years, which should have been just a dead giveaway. <laughs> like, go to watch this. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, they came back after the recession, and we came back to a changed world. <laughs> changed America. They're so fucking smug. And they live in California. Um, they do this thing, too, that I notice, like, uh, liberal whites do when they pretend like they're talking about stuff they care about. Like, the, they lean in with their eyebrows up. Like, I'm going to get away from the mic when I do this, but. Mm-hmm. 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 And then this is the next stage where they do. You ever see someone do this? I want to I machete their from the elbow. The elbow, 
up or whatever. I just want to shing, chop that shit right off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is supposed to be about American towns and how they're recovering uh, after, you know, the Rust Belts or industries leave them. And I think they lost the meaning of their book and documentary and decided that it wasn't actually about these towns. It was about how ashamed you should be about being a white person. <laughs> this is the town that Mount Rushmore's in. Uh-huh. Um, it's supposed to be about Mount Rushmore. And then they're like, Whitey stole this from the Native Americans. They actually killed them all and put it here. And then I do hear the guy that created it might have been, <laughs> one of the lead guys might have been the KKK that did run them off their lands. But this wasn't like some sacred land for this tribe specifically. Tribes have been fighting over, going back and forth, fighting wars. It wasn't like they were just peaceful, like out there in a fucking teepee or something, and white people showed up and murdered them and drugged them off the land. Like the the land had exchanged, I don't know how many different tribes had control over it, and they would conquest each other, rape and fucking murder each other, and take it from, from each other. And then this racist KKK guy shows up and blasts white people into their mountain. I mean, this is a little fucked up if you think about it. Like your <laughs> ancestral land, like they discover gold on it and then they push you off the land and then blow it up. And then, but not only do they blow it up, but when they blow it up, it's like four white men. Like <laughs> I do get out. It's a little fucked up. Um, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Could you imagine? Um, and then they just start talking about out of nowhere, just. <laughs> Global warming. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Isn't it crazy how hot it is getting outside? <laughs> and it just gets real anti-vehicles. So there's, uh, I don't know, like, this town? <laughs> you can't work in this town unless you have a car. <laughs> Isn't that bad? <laughs> Global warming. Did you forget, like, what this is supposed to be about, like, fucking small towns around America? And you guys are like, <laughs> white people, cars. They, they had a word bank. <laughs> They're like, how can we do this? How can we do this? And then at the end, they're in uh, it's Seattle. I don't know. Some fucking West Coast uh, liberal hellhole. Fucking white guilt just seeping through the seams of every building. They're like, the, the town is 90% white people or something, 95% white people. What law is it that black people can't move there? <laughs> what is stopping black people from moving there? Nothing. If you can point to a somewhere in this country where there's in, in, institutional racism that the government is in fucking enforcing and saying, hey, yeah, black people can't actually live here, I will help you. We will go together and we'll fight it together because it doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> but, but then they're like, this town, my biggest problem with my town <laughs> is the diversity. <laughs> And you're like, what in the, where are we going with this? And the end is this like library. Um, there's like a big focus on how great the libraries are. And they're like, the head of the community, where we're seeing the most progressive movements is at, at the local libraries. We're seeing the community come together to heal, to help with the diversity, global warming, Native Americans. That's where we're seeing it most at. 
I'm like, oh, gee. I was see, I turned off Bo Burnham, so I'm like, I can't turn this off too. I gotta, I gotta. If I'm gonna hate on this shit, I gotta finish this shit out, right? It was a mistake. I was just, I just hated it. <laughs> so it ends with uh, there's a meeting at at their library, and it's this room chock full of white people. There's some black people mixed in, but then it's being led by this uh, black man, who's just telling them all they're, they're just terrible, how bad they are. He's like. Uh, so, today, what we're going to talk about is white-topia. The white-on-white white embrace the diversity. is It's not happening here. Uh, and, um, and all the white people, the smug fucking West Coast pieces of shit are all just... <laughs> just shaking. Like, they can't, they can't say yes quick enough with their head. Like, they're going to break their necks. Oh, yeah, you, he's right. <laughs> he is right. What in the fuck? What laws are in your town saying black people can't move there? Yeah, your town's real fucking racist. You guys have a, a black man on a pedestal talking about <laughs> uh, white. He calls it white topia. <laughs> white topia. Did you imagine a, a fucking white guy going into a black community and be like, "This is a black topia," <laughs> and they're paying him to be there, and all of them in the crowd are just like. <laughs> they can't fucking agree with him quick. There's like a competition between everybody in the audience. They're like, actually, uh, Christina, she's shaking her head way more than me. I better, I better catch up with them. Um, but I wish you could see these two. Like they are just, um, the two. They also lived in Japan, of course they did. When we, when me and John, me and John, when we had spent time in Japan. Me and John. Yes, when we were in Japan. When we were in Japan, there was a saying in Japan, in Japanese, that we learned, just proving that um, Japanese culture is so superior to white people. White people fucking suck. Um, but Japanese had this saying. It was called. She closes her eyes too. They always close her eyes and lean in. the The statement was called, "Tati and honey." And Tati and honey. What that meant was the white people are the devils. And they shall be shot in the head. I just thought that was so powerful. Obviously, it's not what it means. It has something to do with like the face <laughs> that you present. I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> they literally sat down like, how smug can we be when we're making this fucking documentary? It's supposed to be about... This, by the way, this is called Our Towns or something like that. Had fuck all to do with towns. It was just like the speaking points of the the liberals. I hate when conservatives make documentaries. They're terrible. They're ass. They're rarely ever good. <laughs> Never. I don't think I've ever watched one. It's like, oh, that was pretty good. And then the far left, when they make documentaries, they also suck dick. But the conservative ones you laugh at. You're like, oh, that's ridiculous. But the left, I think maybe because it's so accepted and you have these corporations agreeing with them and giving them money. Uh, they're just not funny. They just piss me off. Um, but yeah. Oh, then also the whole time that they're filming, like they clearly had just watched like some some powerful document. They, they, you could tell the whole time they're making this, like, wow, this is powerful what we're doing here. And then the camera panning real slow, and there's this music playing the whole time. <laughs> So, you know, the whole time they're like, God, we are. This is powerful. I have cold chills right You know, the whole time they're adding, like, Tina, I have cold chills right now. Oh my God. 
I'm getting emotional right now. Uh, then, too, like one of the last things they say in the movie is this Native American woman speaking about Indian culture and how supposedly tribes were actually led by women. And she says, so picture the emotional stereotypical music playing. Women leadership, I don't know how it shifted to men. And that's like the fucking end of the movie. What does it have to do with towns? They lost their entire directive of what this documentary was. <laughs> oh, then, then they, they're so proud, too, of like, they go to these towns where for like 60 years, these blue-collar workers worked in these industrial parks and retired from there. And then, of course, they shut down because all the companies left this fucking some shithole Chinese factory, this literal slave labor, because uh, they're there because... Um, oh, then they complained about banks, too. They're like... What happened is here in California, we cut down on the banks. We told them how they're going to run things. <laughs> like, they're talking about how they told these banks, like, hey, you actually can't, you can't operate with such a high level of interest on your loans. <laughs> you know what they did? They head to the Midwest where they could get away with this. You know, they left to go to the fucking Midwest because your taxes, your laws, everything that you did to them, you realized they weren't viable. So they, that's why they fucking left. And then, then they just <laughs> want to shit on the fucking Midwest, too. Like, yeah, and they move out there with the redneck retards. <laughs> Midwest is just redneck retards. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> We're from California. We know. We know. Um, and... Uh, what else? <laughs> oh my God, I I'm trying to think too. And every time, why do they every time they talk about Ohio, they're always like <laughs> cornfields and heroin. <laughs> it's all Ohio. I tell you what, keep believing that. <laughs> I had a few friends from my Virginia, Virginia like, to be honest with you, man, what is in Ohio? Like, why Ohio? I'm like, why the fuck are you in Virginia? It's the same <laughs> thing. Like okay, let me go. Okay, let me go to California. What's in California? Oh, the same exact shit that's in every fucking big city. Oh, you have a, a restaurant with craft beer that you and your friends go to on weekends. Wow, yeah, not every fucking big city has one of those. Uh, but keep thinking that because I don't want you fucking here. Please keep thinking it is just corn and heroin, so you stay the fuck over there in uh, La La Land. Um, but yeah, so this movie sucked. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so anyways, they take these industrial parks that these guys worked in for like 80 years, and the mayor's like, when I had taken over this role, it was all rusted and disgusting. And then we changed it around. And they basically just paint, they paint these like old industrial buildings, and they turn them into malls, and they, they think that's something so powerful. And all it is is narcissism land, like... uh all these artists, quote artists, to paint on walls and what we've done to this. We have a farmer's market. We put a farmer's market in the old sawmill. It's like, oh, I just fucking exit. I couldn't exit out quick enough for the movie, but I finished it. <laughs> um, I hate it. Uh, but then I watched uh, Nomad Land. So what is Nomad Land? Mm hmm. Really good. That's free on Hulu. Um, it's uh, it's kind of awkward. Like I feel like the dialogue and the actors remind me a lot of Napoleon Dynamite. So you take Napoleon Dynamite, remove all the humor, 
and make it put a, like a serious twist on it and about retirement and living in a van. It's hard to say living in a van without falling with down by the river. <laughs> but you have to say those two things together. But it's a slow burn, but it's a really good movie. So don't watch Our Towns or the <laughs> fuck that trash trash was. Don't watch Bo Burnham unless you uh, just pretend like you feel like you're doing something in life or feel good about yourself. Um, I think it's called Hillbilly Eulogy. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's also a really good movie. So watch those two. Don't don't watch. Can't. I was kind of excited about. It. I was like, oh, our towns and little documentaries about these towns and how they survive the the companies flights from our country to overseas or the heroin nope it's just about god white people are so bad and the midwest is full of retards um but yeah that's what i've been watching i noticed something about the two things you recommended over the two things you said do not watch okay they both i'm looking at the cast there's not much black happening in either of these movies and a lot of old people. So it's almost like you're falling right into the trap of what these fine people in this documentary are talking about. Just old white people. And you should have saved this for a fake outrage. I thought about that. <laughs> I thought you'd see it coming, so that better scale out of the way now. I also thought about, you gave me two uh, opportunities when you are talking about Native Americans and you said Indians. I know that you're actually describing it, but that's the point of fake outrages. Be stupid like that. Yeah. Is that all you've been watching, though? Yeah. Why is this spiking all of a sudden? I don't know. It sounds weird. I have to pee really bad, too. I don't know if that's coming through for you guys or not, but... Mike's spiking a bit. Yeah. Let's see if we can uh, figure it out here. You still here? Um, no. Yes. So... Why he's gone, I'll talk about the first thing I watched. Hope you're not hearing this sound bounce. But I went for an outdoor movie with my girlfriend and little sister. We watched one of the most critically acclaimed movies of all time. And that was Despicable Me. Cody here, he loves it. He's speechless, that's how much he loves it. So... I don't know, it's, I think it's one of the most groundbreaking movies, definitely of my lifetime, but maybe of all time. It's hard to say as far as all time, but I think it would have to be up for consideration. I mean, you have the humor, you have the storytelling, you have the characters, you have the beautiful animation. There's nothing that's really, this movie is missing. And that's why Cody is still speechless, because he's a big fan of it. And I'm okay with him being silent. Because it's hard to describe just how beautiful this movie and this franchise is. But I'm willing to take that blunt for him. 
that blunt made no sense. See, this, this is what I'm talking about with my, my sayings on here. But it's just a really good movie that I think everybody should see. And I think we'll end it there. Cody's come, I mean, Cody's been here the whole time and he likes it. So we're going to let him make his dramatic Eva entrance here. One second, here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. There he is. You're not even on camera yet, I just said too early. Come back later. And getting a fruit punch. What the hell's wrong with you? You like fruit punch? No, I hate it. I don't like any fruit punch. And then the other thing I've been watching this week, look at that. We just jump right back into it. Oh, you know, you want to know something? That's actually what I call it when you punch me. I didn't want to know that. I was like, this shit. Have you heard the show Castle Rock? Mm-hmm. Have you watched it? I've been meaning to watch it for a long time because J.J. Abrams and Stephen King. So that's right up my alley. Um, I started I'm not going to say it's amazing yet. I've only in like three episodes in. And I, I don't like looking up shows that I've already started because I feel like you get so easily get spoilers. And even if you don't get spoilers... You can see the cast and it shows how many episodes they've been in so they can kind of figure out like who dies when and all that that's like when i we started watching lost i was like i wouldn't google anything if i were you guys because you can just figure out so much from searching stuff like that but i wanted to see one cast member and i saw that it got canceled after two seasons which i did not know and i'm really bummed because so far it's very intriguing like i said i won't say it's amazing yet but the premise of it and what it seems like has a lot of potential and I'm bummed because it seems like another it seems like all this happens with most of the shows I love it said the reviews and critically um, it was doing amazing even the second season they said it didn't drop off it still still stayed just as good then got cancelled at their second season so we'll see we how get it, a better taste in the shows like I said it was critically acclaimed so just like the uh, thing I talked about before this I watched Jericho. What's that? Was Jericho critically acclaimed? Um, definitely as far as like the audience it was. I'm not sure about real like the critics though. I think it was. Which is weird because I love it, but it's definitely uh, pretty corny and uh the acting at times is laughable. <laughs> but uh I guess it's a little older. That shit, though. Yeah. Um But I don't know, there's uh something real creepy and ominous about it and I like that it's not like you know how I feel about when I talk about what scares me that kind of stuff like the oh shit what's gonna happen or this is so weird I don't know what's going on is way more scary to me than like a slasher movie or something so even though there hasn't been anything like too scary or even like a crazy monster or anything I'm kind of just like oh my god I don't know what's gonna happen next and fucking music hits at the right points and then, like every Stephen King thing, it's set in Maine. So then you have that perfect atmosphere for it. Um, most of the acting is really good. Show it of his name, but again, I'm trying to search as little as possible. The main black dude in it, he's really fucking good. And I don't know 
if he's like a known actor or what because he's fucking awesome in it so far but i'm only like three episodes in we'll see might get farther in because it's a cool setup but this is show is definitely i was going to be dependent on how they do because it's all about the mystery um the another main actor in it is the dude that played pennywise in the new it movies which also makes sense with stephen king being part of it but uh it's definitely interesting i think you would like it at least from what i've seen yeah sounds good um then the only other thing i've watched besides random youtube and been watching a good amount of sports i'll talk about that on pixie and versus pizza pixie and over pizza i did it again i should just edit in every time i say it wrong but uh i watched the xbox extended showcase did you see that no it was mainly just a a deeper look into most of the games they showed at e3 there's a few small new announcements, but most of it was just kind of a, a deeper dive into them. But one of those was Halo, of course. And what's most that? Is, what's that? What is that? Halo? Mm-hmm. I hate you. <laughs> um, I know if you misheard me, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But a couple of things that I noticed in there that most people wouldn't care about being high in with Halo. They were showing the same multiplayer trailer they showed. And do you remember that awesome part where he grapples to the ceiling and he's falling down and gets the headshot with the mm-hmm. sniper? They totally have a, a no-scope medal in there now with the uh, fucking awesome announcer and he says it. Some people might think that's lame as shit, but I thought it was so cool. We always used to scream at each other ridiculously, so I like that they put that in there. Um, and then they announced a big team battle. We'll be 12 on 12 now. It's always been 8 on 8. So... I think that's a good balance. Like I said, I think big team battle can get too big, but I think 12 on 12 sounds fun. And then we didn't really talk about last week, I don't think, but the Halo Insider program is on now. You can sign up for that and have the potential of getting in beta. I kind of feel like if you sign up for it, you're going to be in the beta if you wanted to be in, in it. I don't think it's going to be like a selective thing, you know, to make it seem like that. But we'll see once it actually rolls out. Um, there's a couple other things I need to talk about the showcase, but... There is one other screenshot I had, but I knew this would go into it. Talking about Big Team Battle and about how it can be too big at times. A producer at 343 was doing a stream with somebody, and he said that they were looking in. This is just a producer, so it's possible that he's talking out of his ass, or it is a real idea, but who knows what will happen. But he talks about like it would happen. They're looking to extend the uh, player count in Big Team Battle and master chief collection and he said and i'm talking like 40 to 60 players i'll be sick i mean i think it would in theory but i feel like the maps are designed i feel like there's no maps designed for that many players because they didn't expect to have that many no it had to be new maps yeah I, there's no way i just i feel like that would be weird though because master chief collection is like supposed to be a collection of all the old halos so that's i think it'd be weird the way he said it I feel like it's just going to be added into there, but yeah, I don't see how that could even be playable. They could do the Call of Duty thing and just put all the maps <clears> together. Yeah. Spaces in between. Yeah, I'm curious to see if, what happens with that, or like I say he's producer, so it's possible he's just excited or talking out of his ass, but we'll see. What was that game mode in Halo 5 that was a bunch of people? Oh, uh, Warzone. The original Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hope to bring something like that back. I enjoyed that. Yeah, mode was. I think it didn't get nearly enough credit. It obviously does not try and be what we know as Warzone now, but I thought it was a, a cool take and kind of like I keep talking about 
that one obviously didn't land with most people. I thought it was cool. But I think that's some Halo needs something like that that actually holds people and becomes a new battle royale. So we'll see if that happens or not. But the other thing How things, many people were in Warzone? Um I feel like it was around thirty. But then you had all the um NPCs in there as well, so it felt way bigger than that. So I could be off on that, but it felt a lot larger scale. I'll check that and talk about next week. <clears throat> a couple of the announcements that were not just a bigger look at the games they've already showed was they announced they're coming back with the uh, design lab for Xbox controllers. I got to be honest, I didn't know that went away. I didn't either. But I'm kind of glad it's back because I <clears throat> always thought about getting one. And they brought it back, and now they're doing it with the series controller. So you get the upgrade of the the new buttons and the feel and everything of the new ones, and it doesn't cost anymore. And then they added some new colors and stuff. Um, I feel like it's weird how much they let you customize. Like you can customize the skin of it to like any color, and you can even do like the triggers, the button or the uh, triggers, the bumpers, the back. They can all be separate colors, but all the buttons. Um, only let you do like five different variations and the thumbsticks let you do anything as well and the d-pad so I feel like it's weird to try and get a design down but they only have like this very slim amount of buttons I know it's probably because they're manufacturing all these things but I wish there was some way around that because it'd be even cooler and I want a behind the scenes look at this yeah that'd be fucking cool I think uh would be extra cool is to do a elite version of this. I think an elite controller that you could design would be so fucking cool. And I felt that's just a money making machine with how people buy those things. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing one though, because I, like I said, I always thought about doing one before and I never did. And I would have been bummed if I went to do it and figure out when away. So I'm excited it's back. My idea is. Can I guess? Yeah. Broncos. In a way. I'm going to. Thinking about all my favorite teams. Tweeting at him, being like, hey, whoever responds first is a team I'm making. More than likely, it'll probably be the Wild Dogs or the Clippers, something a smaller team that was like, shit, we'll reply to you. And massive teams like the Broncos probably won't. But I just thought it'd be fun to do. And then any of those teams I would be cool having control for. But I, that's where I noticed the kind of weird limitations because I have like the perfect color set for most of them. But then you have these buttons that look real weird on it or these. Um, the parts of it that don't that, that don't match at all. So, like I said, I get it because the plastic parts they probably just fucking like airbrush over or something. The buttons probably are actually like manufactured and they only have a certain amount of them. But I wish there was some way around that. Is this? Can you do this now? Yeah. Yeah, I was already designing mine and it looked cool. Another thing I didn't like. It makes sense, but you can engrave it with a your own text and it's engraved so it just is always silver I think it'd be cool if they found some way to engrave color if you wanted so like if you did a blue Broncos controller you can engrave it and then it would like put orange ink in there or something what engrave it yeah you can get words on it that's cool but isn't engraving just whatever color the item is well it cuts through it so that's why it becomes like silver because it's like melting it so that's why I said I get that why it's all the same color but I feel like you could I don't know exactly how it works but I feel like you could put like a little bit of ink that burns into it to change the color but I don't 
obviously I don't design these things out now. I mean, I have to get on there and design something. Then the only other thing that really caught my attention, this was actually announced at uh, the Summer of Games with Jeff Keighley. But I gotta be honest, I meant to watch that and I watched part of it, but I didn't catch all of it, so I missed this. I think you watched it, right? Yeah. Do you remember seeing the game uh, Anna Crucis? It looked like a Left 4 Dead knockoff. Sounds familiar. But the uh, atmosphere and the looks of it is completely different. It looks like super upbeat and like really playful art style. And uh, Chet Falasek, the dude that made the original Left 4 Dead, he worked at Valve for a long time, is making it with a smaller team. I think it looks really cool. It's about al- it's aliens instead of zombies. But the uh, style of it just looks not nearly as serious as Left 4 Dead, which I love Left 4 Dead, but I think it's cool to get a game that's similar but different at the same time. Yeah, so, sounds cool. I'm really looking forward to that. And like I said, since I only par- saw parts of the Summer Game Fest, or Summer of Games, I always forget what is what now, but uh, I was really excited for that, and I had I didn't know that he wasn't a part of um, Back for Blood since he was such a big part of Left 4 Dead. I didn't know he started his own thing. So I'm excited for that. But that's all I've been watching. Have you been reading or listening to any books? No. No? Nope. Like I said, I started Console Wars. I'm really liking it. I'm about six hours in, which is a decent amount, but it's a 20-hour book, so it's kind of crazy. I still have a good distance to go. Before we started this, I was getting a couple audio clips ready for you. There is a couple things that um, bother me. This is the first one. He does a lot of voices because he's tossing in he to be fair, he does a lot of different voices for these characters. He's talking about so many different perspectives. So I get it. There's only so many voices you can do. I there's no way I would even do as good as he does. So it's hard to criticize it. But the reason I'm bringing it up not to criticize it, but because it's distracting. Like this one totally reminds me of like a terrible Donald Trump imp- impression. If I get the right one here. If he was seeing only what he wanted to see. Not this. Nilsson tapped on the door and poked his head into Kalinsky's office. Here we go. Have a second. Well, if you played through more of the game, Kalinsky said, waving him in. More? I played through all of the game, Nilsson said with a grim expression on his face. So I come bearing bad news. How bad? Kalinsky asked, bracing himself. Very bad, Nilsson said. His frown morphing into a grin. For Nintendo. I don't know, there's something about it just seems real knockoff Donald Trump that distracts me. Yeah, it doesn't help that the dialogue's exactly what Donald Trump would say to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, I, when Bad. I was listening to it, I was like, shit, I need to record one of these because I know I'm not going to be able to impersonate it because like I said that's why I'm not really criticizing him. And I heard that, I was like, holy shit, I got to get that one. And this next one, speaking of presidents, it's like a... Not terrible, but I feel like it's like the most generic Abraham Lincoln impression. I feel like we all know that because he's been done so many times on like plays or schools and stuff. And that also makes sense that these voices are so well known that even if he's not trying to do these impressions and trying to do something completely different, I'm sure as a voice actor, that probably just leaks into it, knowing like these are the most well known voices. I feel like if you're, even if you're not trying to impersonate that, that's probably just in your head because you hear those are voices you so well known. But uh, here's this one. See what you think. It's mind once and for all. That smirk off your face, Mr. Kalinsky, is very becoming. 
man from Walmart said, shaking his head and rolling his eyes as the two men from SIG entered. I assume this is the esteemed Shinobo Toyota. Toyota nodded and introduced himself as he and Kalinsky took a seat. You ought to be taking notes and learning from your colleague, the merchant said to Kalinsky. He walks in, doesn't say much. Most important. Is it? <laughs> oh no. Um, then this one is not an impression. I think this one probably the most impactful line of the book so far. to say, this is what life's all about: beer, broads, and baseball. Nice, right? Does that uh, when you rebrand the pop? <laughs> Those gonna be beer, broads, and baseball. <laughs> that's what the Trevor. When Trevor's <laughs> on an episode, that's what the fucking show better be called. <laughs> But I'm liking the book, like I said, even that isn't really criticism, because I totally get why that happened. It's just a little distracting, especially because... Well, I don't even people... really notice it. Really? No, I just it sounds like I'm just doing like a slightly different inflection. You're getting into it. They're like, this one's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't, I didn't see the Abraham Lincoln one, but I definitely saw the Trump one. Really? It didn't really sound like Trump. kind of sounded like a stereotypical New York businessman, which is why it would sound like Trump. Mm -hmm. But then the, the dialogue did not help it, because it's exactly how you would talk. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, when you say he's played all the games, that's what I... Played all the <laughs> games. The immaculate, the best. Okay, we can get into the free games. On Xbox, you have... On Xbox 360... You should read this as Donald Trump. Fuck no, that's why I did recordings, because I knew I'd butcher that. Injustice, God's Among Us, till June 30th. Xbox One, The King's Bird, till June 30th. Shadows Awakening till July 15th. PlayStation Plus, you have PS4. Star Wars Squadrons till July 5th. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown till August 2nd. PS5 Operation Tango till July 5th. You got any fake outrage? No. No? Okay. Well, after this, we're going to finally record another Things We Shouldn't Admit. So, probably two days after this, that should be up. And then a day after this, Pigskin Over Pizza with Trevor should be up. Pop. <laughs> and then, like I said, Friday, June 25th at 10 a.m., I'll be doing a stream of Bioshock 2. And then, anything else? Pop. All right, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com.